MSW Media. We're swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, September 12, 2019. Trump wants to ban flavored e-cigarettes. The Mar-a-Lago spy is found guilty. The Dem debates. NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown is accused of rape and updates on Flynn and Cohen. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. How you guys doing? Good. Great. Getting ready for leaving tomorrow? Yes. yes. Cool. Actually, no, I have not started. <laughs> I've done the like mental packing. Yeah, getting ready in your head. Definitely. I've been doing that too. Yeah, it's, it's cool. gonna rain, right? So I need some coats. Oh, yeah, I got to put a raincoat. Water in Yeah, it's a thirty percent chance that it's already raining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, you should have squeezed that boobs. unnecessary mean girl. Quote. I really yeah. want to go to that place where they throw the fish. You had to squeeze they it th- in. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. that place? Fish yeah, the fishmongers. Fish yes, the, they throw the fish. The market, They're like right? fish oh. coming up. Yeah. Bloop. I, I want to interview the fish. I wonder how they feel about They're that. They're totally dead. Post-throwing. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. They're dead during the throwing or oh, yeah. at, because of so. the throwing? Yeah, I think. No. They're dead when they get there, and then they <laughs> throw them while fish. they're dead. Mm, dead on arrival. Put them on ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DOA that's, fish. That's tough. True. If you're famous enough, they'll let you throw one yourself, but <gasps> I don't think we uh, fall under that category. Hey, yeah. We I'm can tell we're in Superbad 2. Yeah. Yeah, or 3. Mm. Was there a Superbad 2 already? Oh, yeah, maybe 3. Yeah, yeah. We'll tell them we're going to be in the female remake when it comes out. There you go. Beautiful. That's actually pretty convincing. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Ooh. I did that. Uh, I did a... <laughs> when my comedy album, my first comedy album came out, I did a flash mob at uh, a place called DZ Akins here in San Diego. They have, they're one of those old delis that have all the 8x10s of all the famous people from San Diego up there, and I wanted to get my 8x10 up on the wall. So while I was in the deli, I had uh, like... 30 people come in and be like, oh, my God, it's you. And uh, and like ask for my autograph and stuff like that. Did I you had, know them? 30 friends or 30? 30, 30, 30 friends from that's, Facebook. That's so cool. Good and I had my I had my, you know, big old sunglasses on. And I was like, no, no, come on, you guys. I'm trying to have lunch here. <laughs> and then after that flash mob of all these people, my friends coming up and asking for my autograph, the, the, the owner was like, hey, you want to give, give me your eight by 10? I'll put it up on the wall. So wow. it's there now. That's so funny. It's there by the ladies restroom. That's amazing. That's that is so cool. I love. You know that. what? He so should we'll wonder if the owner that. put it there because they knew you were full of shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's just impressed with you committing to the bit. But she asked me. It was a. It was a lady. She okay. asked me. She's like, so you know, what are you known for? What are you known for? And I was like, oh, you know, upcoming super bad too, which is totally ungoogleable and doesn't exist at the time. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's amazing. It was just. It was the biggest pile of bullshit uh, I've ever done. That's just wow. to get my eight by ten up. I'm on impressed. I'm not even sure if super bad two is a thing, but um, it's like Titanic two. I'm like. Oh God! Hmm. Impossible. Is it out there? No, definitely not. <laughs> Titanic two. We're just living it. The resubmergence. This time it's personal. <laughs> this time they both fit on the door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a happy ending there. <laughs> we have a lot of news to get to today, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So our producer just googled it, and as it turns out. Super bad two didn't happen. Right. Uh, so we can still use that. If yeah. We, if we need to, although we are. Uh, Daily Beans and Muller, she wrote, so well, maybe. Right, I think therefore I am kind of thing, you know? Just yeah. Put it out into the universe. Yeah, sort of dress for the job you want. Yeah. Dress for the 8x10 you want on the wall, not the one that you <laughs> deserved at the time. 
<laughs> I love it. That should be on your plaque. <laughs> I, I, I autographed it so long and thanks for all the pickles. That's adorable. Which is a Douglas Adams reference that probably nobody got. Uh, but I think many of our listeners will. Yeah, Anyhow. way to keep it alive, too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I figured, you know, one day, maybe I'll be in Superbad, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> all right. So... Um, following yesterday's update on Flynn, right, where it appears that Flynn might be considering withdrawing his guilty plea and his lawyer, <clears throat> Sidney Powell, accused the government of gross misconduct or whatever, the court released Flynn's original Brady filing that was previously filed under seal. This document outlines all the stuff that Flynn's lawyers believed the prosecution left out that could exonerate Flynn. Uh, that kind of exculpatory evidence is known as Brady material. Uh, the filing lists 40 categories of materials that Sidney Powell, that's Flynn's lawyer, argues that the government should have and needs to hand over. It included a letter delivered by the British embassy to Flynn's team after the election and to outgoing national security advisor Susan Rice that apparently disavows Christopher Steele and calls his credibility into question. So she found one guy in the UK that thinks Chris Steele is not credible. His credibility is tough as steel. <laughs> And, hey. so, yeah, and the IG <laughs> I'll be here all week Credibility of steel Yeah And the IG determined He was credible too When they questioned him So mm -hmm. um, Recently uh, She also wants The original draft Of Flynn's 302 uh, And any FBI document That shows everyone Who had possession of it Including the copy Given to Sally Yates By the FBI In January of 2017 That's before her You know Midnight ride to the White House To say You gotta fire this fucker What do they think The 302 is gonna reveal That it says like Fuck this guy Or yeah, something hmm. Do you remember how There, there was the, like Flynn's uh, um, assertion to Sullivan last year before his, you know, um, hearing his sentencing hearing was that the FBI was like jocular and joking with him and he didn't think it was a serious interview right. and that's why he yes. didn't tell them the truth. That's probably what I she's trying to remember that and how stupid that is. <laughs> it's probably yeah. why she it's wants so vulnerable. Uh, they also want all the 302s regarding Nellie Orr's research of Flynn. She worked at Fusion GPS and any information about uh, about communicating the, that research to the FBI, Department of Justice and CIA. She also wants all the payments to Stefan Halper going back to 2014 regarding Flynn, uh, also regarding Lakova, Dear Love, and Professor Chris Andrews. And Stefan Halper, he, she also wants his compensation through the Department of Defense. Apparently, he's an oh. informant. Is he um, the anti-Urkel? Stefan, I could have sworn I was so young when uh, Family Matters was a thing, but wasn't Urkel's like cooler alter ego named Stefan? I don't know because I think that show came right in between us, so okay. I never watched it. That's that you know Dark Night of the Soul kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, No Man's it, Land. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be no, our Venn diagram doesn't meet on that at all. Right, right. Um, uh, she also wants um, communications to Mike Vickers, James Baker, Doug Wise, and any communications about Flynn to Clapper, Brennan, Comey, and McCabe. Uh, she also wants all the unredacted page and struck text messages, all the FISA application material concerning Flynn. I didn't, you know, we were positing that he might have had a FISA warrant put out for him, but that would be under seal. So she just kind of revealed that if it's the truth. Uh, and she wants a basis for the FISA warrant or a FISA warrant if it were issued on Flynn. She wants all documents of interactions with human sources tasked against Flynn. Um, so, you know, anyone who worked for the FBI that w went out to try to, you know, get in, you know, interact with Flynn. She wants the unredacted Comey memos and his testimony to Congress, the, the behind the closed door stuff. She wants any 302s about Mifsud involving Flynn. The notes on the McCabe-Struck meeting. I, what McCabe-Struck meeting? Okay. <laughs> uh, all Mary McCord 302s. Sally Yates' 302s. The communication that started the Russia investigation. Everything they have regarding Christopher Steele. They want KT McFarland's 302s, Clapper's 302s, and all the Flynn-Farah documents. Now, 
None of this has anything to do with what Flynn is being charged with. So it appears she's on a mission to get all the materials Mm -hmm. that Barr refuses to hand over to Congress so she can cherry pick them and put together some sort of case to disprove the entire Mueller investigation. And with this filing... Her motive to me becomes clear. She's using Flynn to obtain the underlying Russia investigation material in an attempt to become the person to expose the deep Hmm. state. And I think maybe she even tricked Flynn into dumping his plea agreement so she can get her hands on the underlying Mueller and Russia material so she can spin it before Congress can get the truth out, before Congress gets a hold of it. Yeah. I think that's her M.O. Yeah. So who's paying her? Mm, the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, right. It goes yeah. all the way to the top, guys. Flynn and who's paying? She Flynn. wouldn't just do that for free. She's got to get something out of it. Well, yeah. she'd be very famous. Exactly. Yeah. You get that personal, I guess, infamy. She and would then... be able to turn around and say, "Our creeps on a mission thing was correct." Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy. <laughs> Give know. me a cabinet position. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Or just the fame that comes along with being the person that. Yeah cherry-picked evidence to expose the deep state so when you know quote unquote these i have a question beans. oh sorry no please tell me your beans these are <laughs> please tell me your beans so curious uh sydney powell will be nsa the head of the, uh, the okay uh, uh, national security i'm glad advisor. you mentioned that because oh. i have a similar not the next one question one in the future uh, yeah yeah beans. or similar points um is there ever a scenario that you could fathom where they potentially win and i don't want to give them any ideas but i know it's so crazy what she's doing and i'm just like why are they even bothering but is there a chance that we'll just like one day be like fuck it worked somehow? no i th- the way judge sullivan was responding to these rec- he was like <laughs> okay and <laughs> all righty then and the way he first reacted to Flynn back in December of last year when <clears throat> he was up for sentencing that first time. And then also the the government is arguing, and rightfully, that he's only being charged with lying to the FBI. Um, we've handed over those 302s. We've, you've got all that information. You have the un, you, Sullivan seen the unredacted Mueller report regards, in regards to Flynn. <clears throat> he's heard the, the conversations between Flynn and Kislyak, but he hasn't acknowledged that he has. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly don't think that she's got a case because the government keeps arguing none of this has anything to do with what Flynn's being charged with here. Yeah. He pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI, one count. And this all falls on the judge, not somehow on bar some weird spin. Okay, great. Good to know. Yeah. And I, I think Sullivan will uphold what makes sense in this case and, and disallow um, a security clearance for Sidney Powell to get basically all of the underlying Mueller information. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was it was how like how Stone she, asked for all of his unredacted Mueller shit, and the judge was like, fuck out of here. But they gave him some, a little sample platter, but that was it. Yeah, well, the stuff that... Relevant to him, rele- of course. Was relevant but to him. But he tried to, yeah, take it a mile. He wanted the entire thing and then all the underlying mm-hmm. evidence, and, and she's like, no, bro. No, no, no. Cool. So hopefully that will be, yeah, the final say. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, And Trump answered some questions today at the White House, forgot he had a son. That was funny, Uh, basically because he was talking about the e-cigarette thing. He's he's looking into banning flavored e-cigarettes. And so he said, you know, Melania, this was first brought to me by Melania because she has a son together Uh, and and it was just really odd that he either forgot that he was his son right bastard child yeah bastard yeah yeah that's like uh what do they call it a freudian slip so to speak just him revealing how distant he truly feels in his head from fatherhood yeah yeah we all suspect it but like who else would say that if they're not like a deadbeat dad Mm mm-hmm it just doesn't come out like that unless no. you truly are. It's usually my son. Or you correct yourself immediately, like, "Oh, I meant that's my son." You know, <laughs> like she has a with kid. pride. 
together. Yeah, I guess. You know, she told me realized mid sentence that it was his kid. Yeah, yeah. I really hope. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) We just like light bulbs at the same time. But um, I was thinking that there's probably a butler involved that's actually raising Baron. And then, like, hopefully, I mean, I mean, Melania is not the, the worst figure, I guess. Yeah, you know. she, she's terrible. I mean, she's okay. Yeah, that's you're totally right about that. But yeah, I'm just hoping that someone else is in Baron's life, like giving him like the values that he needs to, like, you know, be a decent person. Because how old is he? He's taller mm. than his dad now, but I don't know how old he he's is. He's taller than Trump. <laughs> you're kidding. Trump is like six. Foot. No, he's not. He's like fucking. Oh, did he five. lie about that no, too? Trump is tall. Trump is really Trump tall. Trump is like six foot three. No, he's not. He's lying when he says that. I mean, really? he's shorter than Obama. Wait, how tall he's sharpening is it. He's shorter than Obama. Baron's and o- 13 years old, by the way. Oh, okay, Baron's 13. Yeah. Wow. They Thank grow you, up so producer. fast. They grow up so fast. Yeah. No, uh, o- Obama is six foot tall. Yeah, he's six foot three. Yeah, Trump is huge. No, no, no. Huge. The internet Trump, says it. Trump says he's six foot three. Okay, so maybe he lied to <clears throat> Google because Google says that, but you're right. I wouldn't put it past him That's what his that. medical report, all of his medical reports say, that he's six foot three. But if you see him standing next to Obama in multiple pictures, Obama is six feet tall and Trump is not as tall as Obama. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So he lies about the size of his hands. He lies about the size of his dick. Yeah, he I'm not surprised he lies. T- his tallness. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I yeah, he's he's lying about being six foot three. New high. Sorry, our <laughs> producer just pulled up an article that, that says uh, accuracy of Trump's medical report and new height. Question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a pun, like they take new it to new height. heights. Yeah, but I, I dig it. Yeah, it's amazing. He's not six foot three for sure. He's so insecure about things that just are so I don't know. You would, yeah, dude, you're not on s- Tinder, right? And even <laughs> like, so, who gives a fuck? Things He's are getting on better, Tinder right? With Aren't his they? Base. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Or grinder, who knows? If yeah. it's tough out there for guys and they feel that you know, I don't know, compelled to lie, like I, that sucks. But it is way worse when you meet up in person and then you have to face the person. Yeah, you can't like, sharpie real life right then and there. Like Doodle Bob, remember that SpongeBob episode? That's yeah. what Trump wants yeah. to do with yeah. everything. Yeah, and Trump wears lifts in his shoes. That's why he stands like a centaur that's missing his back half. <laughs> yeah. Can someone do a meme of Doodle Trump? Just like, if they've seen the episode. Like Doodle Bob? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, it's a millennial thing probably. That guy that's yeah, just yeah. Like, do you guys watch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I do not know. AG, we gotta get you on a marathon of SpongeBob. SpongeBob was a great just show. binge away. Um, but back to the e-cigarette. As soon thing. as I'm out from under the government and I can smoke weed, maybe I'll watch SpongeBob. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That'll be a fun day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, but I'm gonna make you guys watch Nine to Five and Truth About Cats and Dogs and all the Clue okay. and whatever. No. Okay. And true crime. <laughs> true, yeah, yeah. Crime. <laughs> true crime. I already forced you maybe to watch if that you when we're on the road. Weed, you would feel differently about true crime. Oh yeah, shows. maybe I'd be super paranoid. Like, yeah. Because oh. every mm-hmm. time we watch it, I'm freaking stoned. So I'm just sitting there like. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just drunk, like, let's just kill them all. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Very um, different reactions, yeah. Yes, but anyway, about the e-cigarette thing. His, th- that, okay, we've discovered, we were talking about this earlier today, that it's usually, like, the bootleg vapes that are causing these things. Mm-hmm. So to ban the sale of, like, e-cigarettes, it's not, like, the sale in terms of a market that he can control that's the problem. It's, yeah, it's no. like the underground people. No, and you know Melania's son together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know doesn't want him to succumb to vaping, but he wants to ban flavored e-cigarettes because six people have died. But guns are still cool. Got it. <laughs> uh, he also addressed Mike, Michael Bolton. <laughs> Can't <laughs> stop saying Michael Bolton. <laughs> John Bolton leaving, uh, saying he was a tough guy, but not as tough as me. He's tough, but not as tough as me. Like everything is a fucking dick waving contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he had trouble getting along. He, you know, Bolton had trouble getting along with other people, which is true. He's a dick. Yeah. He's also like respected by the Republican Party in general. 
which yeah that it should seems, be telling it seems like he is at least for people like Mitt the Romney hawks. and yeah. yeah exactly the hawks yeah, like exa- Lindsey Graham exactly. and Mitt Romney they were like oh yeah the guys who like war yeah. exactly yes. I'm not surprised that he couldn't play well with others too I imagine like a baby Bolton with like the mustache with like a little diaper I don't know just not playing well with others <laughs> like I imagine he was hawkish all along he's just a butthole his whole life he just yeah. rubs people the wrong way he's just a dick yeah yeah, yeah. total dick definitely see <laughs> <laughs> instead of a stork dropping him off it's mm-hmm. a hawk <laughs> is, are they called storks <laughs> that's true that is probably how he was delivered into this world yeah <laughs> sprung forth full armor from the head of a hawk uh also wednesday uh yujing zhang the woman who slipped into mar-a-lago in an evening dress saying she was on her way to the pool and was later found with eight thousand dollars in cash and a bunch of spy shit was convicted today in court for trespassing we don't know much about her because the government has kept much of the case under seal though she was a likely a spy operating under the chinese government it's also interesting they didn't charge her with espionage that we know of um likely so they could keep those intelligence details a secret it was a weird trial she represented herself through a translator and she didn't have a closing argument and she didn't cross-examine or question any witnesses (laughs) the jury deliberated for less than two hours on this they came back from lunch and said yeah she's guilty af and this is interesting considering our previous reports about cindy yang remember massage parlor lady Uh in -hmm. jupiter uh, and, you know, people tied to her selling access to Trump and holding galas at Mar-a-Lago, but refusing to disclose their donor lists. Um, though the stories might not be related at all, it's important to note that it's not just Russia trying to infiltrate our elections as, as Turtle Dick Mitch refuses to fund election security in 2020. But uh, Jordan and I were having this conversation before we started recording. Six years she's facing? Yeah. For, for espionage? For trespassing. Trespassing. Yeah. Okay, okay. It will happen in November. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no espionage, mm. just just something else. That's very strange. Trespassing. Six years. Espionage. <laughs> mm. Doesn't seem like that's within... Yeah, espionage. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that's sound like that's the sentencing guidelines no. for trespassing. Because um, what do they say? Like a fair... When and... you consider a Manafort got four and a half years for, mm-hmm. for what he did. That's some backdoor deal there going on. I I feel like she's being charged with other crimes that we aren't being told about. Oh, so fantasy indictment. But I could be wrong. Maybe trespassing on, you know, potential government property is worth six years in jail because they consider Mar-a-Lago the Southern White House, right? So maybe it's it would be the equivalent of her trespassing on the White House. I can see that if that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm done. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Those charges would have gone through the same jury. Yeah. Because I was reading, I assume I was reading all of these quotes from this one juror that was saying it was kind of a bummer because we pretty much had to convict her unanimously because she didn't even give her own side of the story. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not the same jury. Yeah, I wonder because if that were the case, then I feel like they wouldn't have been able to get comments from jurors or something if yeah. something needed to be kept Unless secret. Unless the jurors were told not to say anything. Yeah, yeah, you can't trust plebes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, that's just a weird story. So she's guilty. You can't trust anyone. And coming back with a guilty verdict in, over lunch is pretty fast. Yeah, it is. Uh, and there's new polling numbers out conducted by SSRS ahead of Thursday's Dem debates. That's tonight if you're listening like a non-patron. The top choices for the Dem candidate are Biden with 24%, Warren with 18%, Sanders with 17%, uh, and the next closest is is Kamala Harris with eight uh, percent, Buttigieg with six, and Beto with five. According to the polls, the Biden lead is being powered by African American voters who favor him forty two percent to Sanders twelve percent and huh. Warren's ten percent, and Kamala Harris at eight and Andrew Yang at five. Hispanic voters, Sanders leads with twenty four percent, Biden at eighteen, Beto at fourteen, and Warren and Harris are tied at ten. 
For white voters, Warren's in the lead. She's got 23 percent with Biden at 21, Sanders at 15, Buttigieg at 9, and Harris at 6. Interesting. The poll also found 55 percent of Dem voters think that beating Trump is more important than the 39 percent who think the issues are more important. Hmm. Sounds like Biden's wife was on to something there. (laughs) It's interesting, right? I still disagree. I'm the 39 (laughs) percent. And among that 55 percent... Uh, 26% think Biden is the best for beating Trump, with 21% for Warren, 11% for Sanders. Oh, she's second? Mm-hmm. For, among oh, the 55%. Warren. Yeah, I don't know why I heard Kamala in my head. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Warren's still great. Yeah, she is. Uh, it's important to note that Biden is down from 35 to 21, while Warren is up from 15 to 21, and Sanders is down from 14 to 11. So both Biden and mm-hmm. Sanders are down, while Warren is on the rise since the last poll in August. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen Warren's numbers go down. Wow, yeah. But finally, the poll voter on enthusiasm. Among registered voters, it, here I'm going to go over a timeline starting in 2003. They asked... Are you extremely enthusiastic about voting? And in 2003, 19% of voters were extremely enthusiastic. In 2007, it was up to 26%, then 28% in 2011, then 31% in 2015, and now it's 45% in September 2019. That's almost double the enthusiasm as we had in Obama's first election. That's incredible. So Warren, Biden, and Sanders are the only candidates in double digits right now. And Warren is the only one of those that keeps going up in the polls. But if she can't capture women of color, that could be a big factor because mm-hmm. they could decide this election. Why don't they like Warren? I was just going to ask that. Why do you think? I mean, I like Warren. So in it's general. Hard to, yeah, in general, maybe Native Americans have some beef, understandably. But aside from that, she made peace with I think some the majority of, <laughs> of the country isn't as up on this stuff as we watch it like a hawk. Who are they listening to then, though? Because I don't even know which sources would be giving them bad information about Warren. It's not necessarily bad information about Warren. It's positive information about Biden because right. of his oh. connection to Obama. There and you especially go. Especially like folks that are millennials, their parents are huge fans mm. of him. That's true. Ah, yes. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't be upset if Biden was the nominee. Like, that's totally fine unless something dramatically changes between now and the election. But Warren is my first pick. Kamala is like first in my heart, but Warren, I think, is best for the country. Well, he's got name recognition, Biden. And For this sure. is actually very early in the election. The fact that we know everybody's name isn't that does not representative of the average voter. And as the election goes on, name recognition will change. I think the top three candidates are clearly um, Sanders, Biden and Warren. That's great. That's a good lineup. Two of which are Democratic Socialists. Yeah, Yay. I say take Biden out. Yeah. Kind of. And then I'm fine with either one of those. I'll vote for anybody. Yeah. Uh, and Bernie's still great. I just personally, I'm, I think I'm a little more pro woman. That's probably my bias showing there. Yeah, I think that, you know, if I had to choose between Biden, Sanders and Warren, I would go with Warren because Same. Warren is the female. But that again, that is totally vagina powered bias that's happening yeah but vagina my, power is it's powerful you it, know it's i mean warm, we need it we need more of that estrogen in the white house that's what i think personally i agree i think every female in this room that is every human in this room agrees. <laughs> i could just totally see post-election trump winning biden losing and then everyone going why would you put biden up everyone thought he was a fucking like idiot. hillary yeah right exactly and then bernie's just gonna like lose again oh no bernie's most likely gonna lose if the again. democrat loses they're gonna say that about whoever the democrat true is. but bernie yeah. losing twice does break my heart because he was so robbed the last time that now I feel like to say that I'm only voting against him because he's a man makes me feel like Kanye right now. 
I <laughs> so sad. I remember. Yeah, but you wouldn't be voting against him because he's a man. Because if he's the nominee, he's the only oh, Democrat. You're right. If he gets it, in the but, primaries. Yeah, you could vote against him because he's a man. But that's mm-hmm. the primaries, and you're in California. So and yeah, yeah, you know. Right. I remember being so distraught because I was very pro Bernie when the primaries rolled around last time, and basically California primaries meant essentially nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. To the ultimate nomination. They were at the end of the thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was being, I was like really upset and felt very disenfranchised by that. But now that the Republicans are just straight up canceling their own primaries, I'm like, man, I got it good, I guess. And <laughs> also, <laughs> I could, at least I could vote. And also, California moved their primaries up this year. We're on Super Tuesday. So oh, we're one eager. Of the first. And the cool. Republicans are like, <laughs> California cool. could shape the election. What took them so long to do that? Jesus. They, well, they do it every now and again. Political so climate shift. So it has been, we're at the end forever. Okay. We've, every once in a while, they they shoot us up to the front Interesting. of the pack. Yeah, yeah. and the demand, like, too, I'd imagine. Do you know what that process is like? like what you have to do to change that's that. a good question i don't yeah i wonder because it seems like i think it's up to the state going though. earlier mm. would always be better if you're like in a state that has such an impact like california yeah yeah it's like finishing your test early it is like nerdy of us i guess but it's cool i'm excited yeah but i love you know, the enthusiasm we could wreck the curve mm-hmm. well that's great i want to talk about being nerdy i'm all for nerdiness i do <laughs> want to say that but yeah it's funny to think that like all this time we could have just pushed it up but i'm like oh yeah most people just want to be you know yeah take their time we didn't in california needed to push Biden, it up in though. 2016 because we thought hillary was going to win no matter what right so. that makes sense yeah the climate was that we didn't need to now we need to that's yes yeah, blind demand mm-hmm. hmm Speaking of the debates, the 10 candidates who qualified are Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, Booker, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Castro, Beto, and Yang. And we have learned that Biden plans to attack Warren on one of her perceived strengths, which is her boldly progressive policy plans. And he intends to use that to accentuate his own record of moderate liberal achievements, despite the challenges of Washington, according to The New York Times. I'm not sure why he told The New York Times his plan ahead of the debate, especially since Warren is a stellar debater who went to college on a debate scholarship. And Biden is the gaff fucking king of the universe. He tried to avoid master debater. Is that deliberate? I did deliberately avoid Good master debater, you. but I just said I never it, grew so that. there we go. <laughs> uh, but watch for those interactions. See how she responds. It should be interesting. Oh, she'll, she, be prep, she'll be prepared now. Yeah. I mean, she's Hermione, right? She's always ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really likes to take the wind out of his own sails, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> It's free health care for all, not free health care for all. <laughs> I, I think she could crush him in a debate in ways that Hillary couldn't. And it's hard to say. Like, maybe it's just a personality Trump thing. or Biden. Uh, sorry, Warren. I thought we were talking about Could Warren. crush who? Could crush Trump. Trump. Yes. Sorry, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> there are <laughs> 10 people on that motherfucking stage. Yeah, I think Warren could crush Trump in a debate Trump's stage. probably going to uh, chicken out of the fucking debates though he's probably no no i'm not gonna do the debate i'm gonna go and i'm gonna have a wow oh my god beans on that fundraiser for veterans and then never give the money to the veterans you're so right yeah look for that damn he's gonna i think he's gonna fucking you know no show he'll do the old spaceman goodbye yeah but you know warren's gonna talk to a like empty podium like it's like a motherfucker that would be great bring up the empty chair dude that would shoot himself in the foot so hardcore and oh you know an amazing opportunity well that's full on hitler at that point because what she would do is she would host a bunch of town halls instead and just tell everybody about her but wouldn't that be super fascist of him i guess like hitler's the wrong comparison but very trump 
Trumpism, like just the chicken idea of, shit of him. chicken shit for sure. But like to the extreme, like to not show up to a presidential debate is he different. He didn't show up to the Republican debate or the that. briefs, the briefings, the presidential uh, after he won the election. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of things that were like traditionally just you, do, you don't not go hmm. or do it. And yeah. he just well, he, said, yeah, he, he bowed out of the last of the Republican debate yeah. in 2016. Privilege, man. No. It makes you like it's a superpower because it makes him feel like he can actually dip out of anything. But he didn't dip out of the debates with Hillary. Because he knew he had an advantage, like the optics were really, I, I still voted for Hillary, but she was the reason that in a lot of ways that he had an advantage because people hated her so yeah, much. She kicked his ass in all the debates. She was qualified. She was a way better debater. She was way better. So I loved it. I, I think she deserved it. But I think at the same time, Trump knew that America hated her so much. That the, that he was like, oh, this will be cake. Yeah, but he's not that smart. I I, I figured no, he's he was just that a much of a chicken shit. He would have backed out of he's both like of those evil debates genius. too. He has so much experience in being mean that I think he actually is ahead of the curve. Because I couldn't be as mean as him. I wouldn't have that much practice and like <laughs> no, knowing exactly. what to do. Exactly. So uh, you know, I, I think I might uh, record some debate stuff and maybe put out a little mini daily beans when from our our hotel room. It's tomorrow night, Thursday night tonight. I'm if you're so listening, excited. I love debate nights. Uh, you want to have a pizza debate party? It yeah. starts at five p.m. We should be in the hotel by then. We should have a pizza debate party. Hell yes, yeah. yes. And I like that instead of speech and debate. It's pizza <laughs> debate. Oh, that's cute. Uh, but. Uh, I think maybe you know I'll bring some microphones see if we can't put out it I know we did said we wouldn't have a beans on Friday and we might not and don't get mad at us if we don't but maybe we'll surprise you and put something out mm-hmm. uh, yeah. after the debates are over and we have a lot of pizza in us so we'll be right back after this quick word with more headlines and today's hashtag stay with us after these messages we'll be right back on average, a burglary happens once every 23 seconds in the United States, and 83% of burglars admit they specifically look to see if there's an alarm system, but only one in five homes has home security. So maybe that's because most companies really don't make it easy. Um, I know up until I found this company, Simply Safe, that I didn't get an alarm system because it's expensive, it can be bulky, and not to mention um, that the, the cops can't tell if it's a false alarm. So that's why I picked Simply Safe. It's my top choice, hands down. First, there's no contract, there's no hidden fees or fine print. And that's really, really important to me because a lot of these other companies hide those little fees in there and it ends up being twice as much as you thought it was going to be. And the price is right. You get around the clock monitoring 24 7, 365 for just $15 a month, which is unheard of in this market. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe outstanding is their video verification technology, where other home security systems are triggered uh, a lot of the time. The police, like I was saying before, assume it's a false alarm and the call goes to the bottom of their list, but not with Simply Safe. They use their video verification technology. They're able to visually confirm that a break in is actually hap- happening, allowing police to get to the scene three and a half times faster than other home security companies. And for our listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal um, going on right now. So go to simplysafe.com. Uh, that's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash daily beans and get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash daily beans today. Simplysafe.com slash daily beans. You'll be glad you did. All right. Welcome back. And before we get on to our next story, Jordan, you had something else you wanted to talk about about the uh, debate. Yes. I received an email from Cory Booker that said Tom Steyer qualified for the debates. Not these debates. Round ah, four. Round okay. four. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It did say October. Okay, and cool. if 11 candidates qualify for round four debates, then that means they hopefully will split them split into them two up. nights because I'm tired of this 10 people on stage at once shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your shit together, DNC. You're being stupid. Yeah. Cory Booker was saying apparently he like basically self-funded it. 
though, just with his own like millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, he, he for this particular debate uh, stage that's happening tonight, he uh, didn't qualify because he didn't hit the polls. But apparently, he has now, and so that puts him on the fourth. Got it. Debate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Uh, and there might be additional people who can get a little rise in the polls. But yeah, you can you can buy you can buy better polling numbers. Yeah, <laughs> as we know from that whole Cohen thing. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and that whole... Remember when he gave the plastic bag with $12,000 and a boxing glove in it from an MMA fighter to the guy who like helped him with the Liberty University polling or whatever? So I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You remember the boxing glove? We talked about it. It's a throwback. Oh, I must... yeah. oh okay, okay. Yeah, this guy's it's just old drenched school. in yeah. controversy. That was one of his older ones. <laughs> one of the many things, yeah. One of the that many one should have stuck out to me, though. <clears throat> yeah, you don't remember the the plastic bag with money in it, cash and, and, a, no. box and a boxing glove? Remember Whoa. the boxing glove was the standout piece on that? Well, it's nice to relive it to you. <clears throat> All right, so uh, before we go forward, content warning um, for sexual assault. Because NFL wide receiver recently picked up by the New England Patriots is being accused of rape by a former trainer uh, named Brittany Taylor. Um, this is Antonio Brown, and he denies the allegations that he sexually assaulted her in 2017, where she alleges he exposed himself to her and then forcibly kissed her. And then weeks later, she alleges he masturbated behind her when she was watching a video at his house. The suit goes on to allege that he raped her in 2018 by pinning her down to the bed, lifting her dress and saying, you know, you want this. Uh, she shouted no and stop, but he proceeded with great violence to penetrate her. And the next day she confronted him and he told her, you make me feel like a rapist, a real rapist. Uh, not only is he denying the allegations, uh, Antonio Brown, but his lawyers are saying that this is nothing more than a money grab. Patriots coach Bill Belichick says they're taking this information one day at a time. And then he clammed up when pressed about it, saying, I'm done with that. Uh, the reporter asked again if Brown had spoken to Belichick about the accusation. And he said, I've answered that which he did not. Uh, Brittany Taylor has released a statement saying, quote, as a rape victim of Antonio Brown, deciding to speak out has been incredibly difficult. I have found strength in my faith, my family, and from the accounts of other survival survivors of sexual assault. Speaking out removes the shame I have felt and places it on the person responsible for my rape. And I love that statement by her, that, that she, that she uh, particularly talking about coming forward and talking about it, which, you know, is really, really hard to do, but that that helped her um, take the blame off of herself and put it where it belongs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard um, a similar, um, I guess, like realization with Brock Turner's victim, who, who um, unfortunately, I forgot her name right now, but the whole idea of her coming forward, just like this woman, is, is the same reason she said is to put a, a name to it. And it's just so ironic that I forgot her name right now, but I, the, the idea is it still is important, I think. And I remember just watching her video and like it was still so, like, you know, triggering in its own way but also made me feel like the only positive thing I've noticed about this whole Brock Turner thing is what she put out it's just that sense of like reclaiming her story because I didn't know anything about her like she mentioned that she was just a victim and like nameless and it's so important to have like you know your name and your voice and in these cases like yeah during the trial she tried to keep her identity down but then she came forward and um, that it was true for, for me too with my sexual assault when I talked about mine yeah I, yeah I felt like but I wasn't able to come forward until I didn't until I realized it wasn't my fault mm -hmm. but coming forward will help you realize that but again it's not something you have to do I'm not telling I'm not trying to tell um you know, victims and survivors of sexual assault that you have to come forward. I'm just sharing that, it, you know, it it helped me and it sounds like it's helping her. Yeah, it um, seems like a common theme for um, victims when it comes to, to finding some kind of closure. Mm -hmm. It's just reclaiming the story and your narrative. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure all of these guys go through specific trainings, too, basically just about, like, how to not be a piece of shit once you get a fuck ton of money and a bunch of success. Because I knew a guy that went into the NBA from college, and they did that for them. That was part of their, like, orientation. Not to say, like, obviously he should know better regardless, but the fact that they probably did those trainings maybe will be something in court where it's like you knew that this behavior would constitute as non-consensual sexual harassment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and rape. Yeah, and if you're going to sit there and say it's just a money grab, uh, then you should take steps as an athlete to protect yourself from being in those circumstances. Absolutely. Uh, That's part of the training, I think, is to be extra careful so this stuff like never has any gray areas whatsoever. Right, and it's not hard to not rape people. Exactly. No, it's not hard so at just all. just don't do it. And exactly. nobody, I mean, this is my personal opinion, obviously, but nobody wants to be in the position of like saying that they raped someone I mean, of course, there are people that, that that do lie about it, but like I believe it's so awful the backlash you get for being a not like a true victim that I don't think most people would go out and do it so easily. So to quickly just brush it off as like, oh, it's a money grab without. I mean, to me, it seems like they're so quick to say it. I, yeah, that's personally, their defense, yeah. right? Yeah, like I don't know how how much they know about the case. Whoever said that, but it just it was his lawyer. Yeah, so you think they know the most, and just to say it's a money grab, it's like that still seems really insensitive, well, you know, to word it that way. In terms of like even their their logic is just like, oh, she just wants to do this for money. When it's like such a terrible thing to have to admit to people. But think like, of all the rape apologists you'll get on your side. Oh, totally. By saying whoever those, wants to cover their own ass or someone they know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's not like it was one act. You just laid out like three separate incidences where he was Mm -hmm. doing gross things Mm -hmm. so how could you possibly explain that away is just oops yeah and why would you do that why would you open yourself up to that court sort of ridicule from people who are rape apologists yeah there's no amount of money media in my opinion uh just like christine blase ford when Mm -hmm. she you know with the whole kavanaugh hearing and chanel miller is the name of the uh, brock turner's victim or that you know it's i hate to even say it that way because because she's her, the whole point is she's so much more than that but yeah it's like an uphill battle with just trying to like undo that in my brain i wish i forgot brock turner's name i wish that was like yeah. easier to forget but yeah these, this is a reality like what happens to these women and to uh, almost all of us to my knowledge like well it's yeah, just, and, the pro- yeah. And, and the problem too with that kind of shame and guilt that's put on to us through these societal views of what rape is and isn't uh, is that, you know, I was so convinced that, you know, it was my fault and felt so much shame that when friends of mine were assaulted, I would say those things to them. Like, you, what were you doing flirting with them? Were you, why were you dressed that way? Were yeah. you drinking? You why had internalized. You yeah. yeah. I, what they call it internalized, like, um, there's a root word I'm missing here, but bullshit. Almost Inter- like internalized. Bullshit. Internalized racism is like the similar thing I'm <clears throat> Internalized of. blame of self is what my favorite Exactly. Is internalized, yeah. like, self. Oh, vi- internalized victim blaming is what that, the yeah. closest phrase I can think and of. And so when I blame myself, I believed so much it was my fault that I projected that on other people. Yeah. It's and powerful. that's why when I see other women in the media saying she shouldn't have done that, she shouldn't have done that, and they're fully attacked by people mm-hmm. uh, on the left and 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 all, you know on all, all sides you sympathize with that um I, I think to myself that i bet that person is a, a victim or a survivor and mm-hmm. they blame themselves mm-hmm. and that's why they're projecting that onto other people that's because a valuable I perspective yeah, yeah i did it well I, even if let's say it was stupid for her to maybe go through those first two instances with him and then still say yes to going over to his house let's even say yes logically 
that probably wasn't going to by go definition well. stupid sure yeah, yeah yeah but the but the fact that like the reason that she even did that is related to that internalized blame of self and thinking that it's going to be fine and that it's you know it's, and we all do stupid things like why does it have to lead to that you know like just because it's a mistake i'm sorry to cut you i, I wouldn't even a very good point i wouldn't even call it a mistake well, yeah, you're right. It's also victim blaming, which I still struggle with myself. But like the idea of like if you say stupid, which I, I again, I, I guess I'm sensitive to, but I also see where you're coming from, which is why I, I, I cut you off, which I do apologize again. It's for. okay. No, my, my point is just that when you're thinking like that and you're and you're thinking about it in terms of it being your fault, kind of sure, yeah, you're you're not appropriately under like assessing the threat. Basically, mm. that makes total sense. You think that you're in more, I guess, um, responsibility than you. Like you just feel like you're in more control than you might actually be in a lot of ways. Or, or that I, what they're doing is not that bad. Sure. Yeah. There's that, and I agree with that. Um, the problem is there shouldn't be a fucking threat, right? Mm-hmm. In the exactly. First place. I, I think I, we all agree with. I've that. told myself in those situations that oh, I've got this, and before you know it, you don't got it. You know, you just tell yourself like oh, I can, I can take care of this. Like I can make sure this is not gonna. And then it's just See, like what's that. In my head is that these people wouldn't do that to me. Mm-hmm. That too. And then they it's a do. whole bunch mm-hmm. of thoughts at once but it happens so quickly right. sometimes that it's just like wow you you want to think that you could have slowed down time right. and thought more rationally quote unquote but in reality things just happen shitty things just happen but not on your part like or not in general people make decisions but not on your part someone else made the decision to do the shitty thing yes. and, it, and it just happened to you so yeah. and that's, it how predators, that's how predators work though they like see what little things they can do along the way and it grows and it grows and it grows and they just keep taking and keep assaulting and before you know it you're looking back and you're like I was raped I was straight up raped yeah, and the yeah. thing that, stu- that st- um, stuck out to me was when he said to her uh, you make me feel like a real rapist. Oh, yeah. Because my rapist, when I said, uh, after I came to, after being drugged, and I said to him, uh, I don't, I didn't want to do that. He said, oh, are you going to cry rape? Yeah. And that seems to be a common theme mm-hmm. among predators and rapists where they're like, oh, you think I'm a rapist now? Oh, what did it do? They're claiming rape? that you're making it harder for quote unquote real victims, they're, right? They're gaslighting As if, you. Yeah, gaslighting. Totally. Right. And it, it, that stuff really does have an impression on someone who's already so vulnerable and traumatized. And, yeah, and I think they know that. Oh, if, if they don't know it, they, they've been programmed to because a lot of victims like or are perpetrators like they, they seem to have these learned habits like that they haven't even gotten into with therapy the, the whole country needs therapy or the world <laughs> as i should say yes more mental health care yeah i'm all for that and we'll see what biden and warren have to say about it tonight <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but victims right. you did nothing wrong sorry i want to make that clear you, you need therapy for different reasons <laughs> so okay. yeah yep all right let's um Let's uh, shift gears here. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, If you want to come back, we're going to put the content warning time in there. It ends at 41.44. I don't know if that's going to match the um, time for when we come back. And we can leave all what I'm saying in right now. It might be a different timestamp, but we'll put it in there for you. All right. Thanks, guys. That was our content warning story. We are now back. And finally, last thing, in an MSNBC exclusive, we learned that prosecutors from the Manhattan DA, Cy Vance's office, interviewed Cohen in recent weeks as part of their ongoing investigation into the hush hush money payments um, that the Southern District of New York under Bill Barr magically stopped investigating the same month Barr was appointed. The district attorney opened the investigation last month. So these are the early stages, but they sent subpoenas out. Uh, to the Trump Org and AMI, American Media, American Media Inc. The DA opened up the investigation last month, so it's still in the early stages, but they sent subpoenas to the Trump Org and American Media Inc. asking for all documents and records related to the catch-and-kill payments made to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. 
And, uh, oh, sorry, that wasn't it. ProPublica is reporting that the RNC analytics are omitting how voters feel about Trump. Uh, so basically what happens is the RNC, the DNC, what they do for down-ballot races and district races is they go into those little areas, they find out how people feel about the president, and then they release that information to the, to the senators and the congressmen running in those areas so they know what their voters are thinking so they can take a position. And the RNC is now omitting how voters feel about Trump. This is mm-hmm. a clear effort to me, in my mind, by Trump to prevent the GOP candidates in districts where voters don't like him to distance themselves from Trump. <laughs> and it's also probably about Trump not wanting any bad information about him to get out to the public, but this could be to the detriment of the party as down-ballot Republican candidates will not know how their voters feel about Trump and won't know how to position themselves. Uh, Brad Parscale is calling this ProPublica report stupid. Uh, Oh, nope, sorry, one more thing. We learned Wednesday from the New York Times that it was Mick Mulvaney, the acting White House chief of staff, that pressured Wilbur Ross to have NOAA publicly disavow the Birmingham National Weather Service in the whole Dorian scandal. And as we know, Wilbur Ross threatened uh, top agency employees at NOAA that they would be fired if they didn't publicly address the situation. And that's when that stupid statement came out. Um, That that directly ties this scandal to the White House. Uh, It was Mick Mulvaney. Um, And so now the White House is tied directly to the dangerous falsification of hurricane information. Trump says he didn't direct that. It's fake news, hoax, uh, witch hunt, hurricane, witch hunt. Uh, He didn't say that, but but (laughs) he did say fake news, hoax. It was stupid. So sure, buddy. And that's our show. Anybody want to talk about those last three quick stories I got in there? Um, Oh, man. I think I'm good. (laughs) Sometimes no comments, the best comments. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for all of his chief of staffs. They always have like the shittiest jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm on the fence about feeling bad for anyone that like agrees to work for the Trump administration. Even if they claim it's like for the greater good, like America needs me. It's like, no, you need to be famous. Your ego needs it. Like, I just, I'm not convinced that like anyone that worked for his administration is like doing it for the right reasons. Uh, yes, definitely. Unless I'm, they were I'm already so, there. Yeah, I more so just mean they have to always do such annoying things. True. And, like such PR cleanups for him. <laughs> like, I don't know what a chief of staff exactly does over time consistently, but I can't imagine it covers all of the PR fumbles and tries to... Con- it's like they're, they're like holding they're stuck in a freaking t position yeah trying to like keep two things up together all at all times and he makes you pity like evil people mulvaney seems to be an eager prick though um he oh, was yeah, he was the guy who all... i mean and just because of the, i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm just saying yeah i totally feel bad for anybody that has to work for the trump organization because he's going to do what he wants and he's going to shit on you and if mm-hmm. you defy him at all he's going to fire you Uh, But you know what? I guess, you know, that's what you get. But Mulvaney is the guy who got up in front of a group of Republican donors and said, you know how it's really hard to fire federal employees. Ha ha ha. We moved the entire uh, USDA scientists office uh, across country and half of them quit. So ha ha. We got to you know, we got what we wanted. That's what a great way to streamline government Mm -hmm. and and take them out of their liberal you know, area and put them into, you know, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I specifically can relate to that. I can't tell you why, uh, although <laughs> I bet you can guess. Um, yeah. yeah, I should uh, reiterate, I do not feel bad for any Trump employees. No, yeah, of course not. I'm just saying their job extra sucks. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And deservedly so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. Any final thoughts? Um, someone suggested we use another one bites the dust whenever Trump fires someone. Oh, nice. We, we used to do that on Melissa. Oh, Road. Yeah, yeah, throwback. Yeah, we sure did. And then Maddow has her poof wall, but that's for that's cute. Dem candidates that drop out of the race, and she did it for oh, Republican okay. candidates yeah. in 2016. I heard a poof in my life. A poof? Yeah. It just reminds me of 51st dates.
Which oh, part? my favorite movies. What do you What do you mean? Poof? What is What's this poofing? I don't know how to poof. <laughs> yeah, when classic he's Adam about. Sandler moment too. Yeah. So he's talking about. I think it was uh, his friend Uli. Oh yes, played by Rob Schneider. Who's yeah. like, look, you just give her the waikiki sneaky between the cheeky, and then poof, you're gone. And he's like, what is this poof? I don't think this is poof. I don't understand what you mean by poof. <laughs> Quit poofing on that joint. <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie. <sighs> it's really definitely good. does not hold up over time. You're PC kidding? Wise. Oh, PC wise, but in your heart, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, okay, is it really? Is it really that bad? Yeah, watch the way they treat indigenous people of the islands. and Oh, yeah, I guess I, it's been a while since I've watched it with fresh eyes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and it's freaking Rob Schneider's whole career is problematic. That's like literally <laughs> all of his roles. Good point, good point. Yeah. Totally. I'm going to watch it like this weekend. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it's still cute. It's an ador- adorable it movie, but you're right. PC, it does not hold up, and it's only you, a few years old. I thought you guys were going to talk about the fact that he's constantly trying to convince him or her to fall in love with him. Like, that's kind of like me too-ish, but I was like, no, that's cute, but no, it's everything else. It in the right way. Okay, he was the only one that was doing it the right way. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Now, cool. before that, he was like oh. faking women into drinking yep. al- like alcoholic yeah. drinks, and they weren't alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is just my way to get you think to make you think you're drunk, so you can come back and have guilt-free sex with me. And the girl yeah. pretended she was drunk. The lawyer, yeah, <laughs> drinking that fishbowl. That was great. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, and then his pretending to be a spy to. <laughs> run out on the other lady who we just do a to... podcast just describing like all of Adam Sandler's movies the best ones actually yeah, and the worst ones any PC yeah, and yeah. movie it would be fun he's what, kind of a legend in his own way <laughs> I mean we all have like 96 podcasts so <laughs> we all have to make sure we, we're you know doing the treat yourself and speaking of that please take care of yourselves take care of each other and take care of the planet I've been AG I've been Jaleesa Johnson I've been Jordan Coburn and them's the beans all right. I'm oh, sorry. This is AG. One last quick report. Uh, we stepped outside for a second to send the files over for the show. And now we're going to add this because apparently Michael Cohen is cooperating in the probe into whether Trump, the Trump organization falsified records. This is coming out from CNBC. Michael Cohen has signed a proffer agreement with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The agreement stipulates he will cooperate with the Manhattan DA. And the Manhattan DA's office is looking into the possibility that the Trump organization was falsifying business records. So just want to get that last little bit of story out there. And for reals now, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. I've been A.G. and there's also Jaleesa and Jordan. I love you. Bye. The Daily Beans is produced by A.G. featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>